0: This is the cutting edge of sexual evolution. We're your hosts, Victoria and Lauren, and this is the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Allow your body to vibrate and receive the activations from leaders around the world, bringing through pioneering approaches to sex, business, and relating. Ah! Welcome to our Men's Sexuality Feature. For the next two weeks, we will be sharing daily interviews from male-bodied leaders who embody unique transmissions of sexuality. This is in celebration of the launch of our first Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy Men's Course. If you love listening to these episodes, subscribe and leave a review to receive free access to our Sex Magic Course And go in the draw to win one of three subscriptions to the Eros Vault, our online membership portal of sexuality resources to revolutionize the way you view sex, love and relating, to assist you with high performance. In this episode, Victoria interviews Cam Fraser. Cam is a certified professional sex coach, certified sexologist, registered counselor and registered tantric yoga teacher. His work integrates scientifically validated, medically accurate information about sexual health with sacred sexuality teachings from the mystery traditions. As a coach, he helps men go beyond surface level sex and into full-bodied, self-expressed, pleasure oriented sexual experience, free of anxiety or shame.
1: Hey guys, um, welcome to the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. I've got the lovely Cam Fraser on with us today, and he's a sexologist, tantric yog- yogi. And tell us more about what you do, Cam.
0: Yes,
2: I'm. I'm a, a men's sex coach primarily. I work mm. with men around uh, sexuality, relationships, and um, and usually usually around concerns as well. So usually if there's like a functioning mm-hmm. uh, or a function issue, I work with them through that. Uh, but I've also moonlighted, as you said, as a tantric yoga teacher as well. That's kind of how I got my start in the whole sexuality um, sexuality field. I was doing a lot of like neo-tantric, sacred sexuality movement-based practices. And um, that was a, a really beautiful modality for me to do a bit of like sex educating, which is what I'm really, really passionate about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've got a background in sexology and psychology and counseling and all the mental health good stuff as well. So I try and you know, bolster my my coaching and movement practices with all the emotional and mental health tools as well from those backgrounds.
1: Wow, powerful. I'd love to hear a bit about your journey of how you went from sort of like the mental health psychology world into um, more of the sexuality space. Was that difficult? Was there any like conditioning or anything you come up against?
2: Um, It was difficult in the sense that it's not something that's, like, really uh, promoted or encouraged by, like, the the way our our systems are set up in terms of, like, talk therapy versus body-based somatic therapy. It's like Mm -hmm. you're either in one or the other, and very rarely do those two modalities cross over in the, Mm -hmm. like, in the very therapeutic sense of the 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 term so like if you're doing uh if you're doing psychology and you're going down the the mental health route and you're working with talk-based therapies then that's that's pretty much all you're allowed to do um based on like the ethical guidelines and professional standards is like you can only Mm -hmm. use talk-based therapies you can't put your hands on clients um there's a lot of rules and regulations around what you can do Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of working with the body and then kind of vice versa if you're doing like body-based therapy, um, massage or yoga therapy or something where you're putting your hands on a client, uh, there's, there's a lot of stipulations around what you can do with uh, talk therapy uh, and, and how you can integrate that into your practices. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, it's very unfortunately black or white, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of gray there, which is where I guess coaches and people like yourself and, and myself kind of work where we try and bring those two modalities, those two areas of interest together Um, so like my my journey very briefly was um, it was was the academic side of things I was very interested in psychology human behavior particularly like human sexuality as well and and I I went to university over in America and I was in this like very uh, religious rural uh, university this pocket of America that was quite um, quite uh, religious and so I was quite interested in like how religion and philosophy uh influenced you know, decision making and sexual behavior and mm. um, and and I guess like the way sex was uh was talked about and was educated about in these in these areas. So I had this like uh academic kind of interest in it and then and then being a young guy in America, young Australian in America as well, I was, you know, going out and drinking and Partying and and engaging you know, in you know casual sex and, and hookups and was really not in a really healthy mental health space myself. I was I was kind of struggling a lot with my own um, anxieties and and insecurities and and uncertainties and that manifested as like sexual health problems as well. So I was you know I was, I was flip flopping between um, either not being able to get an erection or maintain an erection versus you know, coming too quickly. Um, you know those two sides of the same coin. Uh, and then not being able to really develop strong connections with the the young women that I was being sexual with and being intimate with. Uh so it was it was kind of bubbling up to the surface all these these issues. Uh because I wasn't dealing with them. I was, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol and 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 doing things sexually that I you know was pr- probably crossing my own boundaries, you know, um not setting up um my own limitations and voicing those and expressing them. Mm-hmm. So I like well, I had this tension in my body. I started noticing like all this tension starting to build up and anxiety starting to build up as, as muscular tightness. Uh, so that led to an injury, led to a physical injury. Uh, so I really, I really hurt my back, um, you know, dual stress fractures in my lower back just through playing sport and, and not doing any kind of physical movement work other than, other than sport. So through that, I had to do clinical rehabilitation, which involved like Pilates and uh, to supplement the Pilates, I had to do yoga and so I was introduced to this idea of like slowing down and <laughs> and connecting to your breath and you know and and being mindful and noticing how your body feels and for like the first time in my life I was like holy shit I've I've actually got all this tension in my body I've actually got all this like you know non-awareness of what's actually happening internally for me and I wasn't expressing all this sort of stuff so like I remember in in many yoga classes tears kind of welling up and and you know starting Mm -hmm. to release these emotions that i'd stored you know somatically in my body as as tension um when i started releasing my hips and and um, my pelvic floor and all this sort of stuff so so by doing that work i then noticed that i was able to like manage and and handle my emotions and my mental health a little bit better but then also that my sexuality and sexual functioning started to improve as well you know Mm -hmm. particularly getting getting in control of my breathing i was able to like take control of my, uh, my nervous system, parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system, and was able mm-hmm. to like slow myself down, was able to like last longer then was able to relax and maintain an erection. And then was able to, you know, just kind of enjoy myself a bit more. So I, I saw this like, Whoa, there's like this whole world of like physical somatic work that can be done to help your, help your sexuality as well. Um, not mm-hmm. only the talk therapy, academic side of stuff. So, so I was like, well, there's this two, two worlds here that kind of have the same result but they um they really complement one another you know this the spirituality movement-based stuff as opposed to the um or in conjunction with the the mm. talk therapy-based stuff so pursued both of those I, I went down into um you know the academic road and and did postgraduate degrees and uh, in sexology and counseling and, mm. and then i also went down the movement-based kind of esoteric road as well which led me to doing yoga teacher trainings and um Lots of tantric work both classical and neo-tantra stuff and mm. then um yeah then just kind of brought it all together into uh well firstly the first thing i did was you know tantric yoga uh classes and workshops and then transitioned then into like a full-time sex coach and, and really started to niche what i was working on which was which was men uh because that's my lived experience you know i've got a male body and um and that's what i could speak into with authority and you know from from a lived experience of like overcoming my own stuff as well so i try and like i try and target or i suppose speak into the things that i needed to hear you know five ten years ago when i was going through all my shit um and so Mm -hmm. i just kind of try and be the guy that i needed to have in my life when i was you know when i was uh, a late teen um and that served me quite well because a lot of men resonate with with the kind of experiences that i've had i feel like it's quite a typical experience to to rely on alcohol and to um fall into the trap of of um, following that mainstream narrative of, of masculinity and what it means to be a man in the bedroom so so that's kind of where i am today is like bringing all that together and, and working with men and um yeah. and overcoming a lot of that stuff that that i feel is pretty common
1: amazing yeah i really um, resonate with what you're sharing about the um you know the talk-based therapy mixed in with the somatic therapy and the power of that. And you know, I came across the same thing on my journey. Like, oh wow, like there's no one that really seems to be doing this in a in a big way. And what would it be like if we brought those two things together? And I th- I believe that is the only way that we can work through sex is to really um, bridge those two those two spaces of like what's happening in the body and also what's happening in the mind. And there's a power in that. Um, when you were sharing about like your journey, I had this um, thought come up of. Did you face any backlash or when you started talking about sexuality and I've been on your Instagram page, I've noticed you um, post pictures of penises and things like that. And I wondered if you had any backlash from, I don't know, people on Instagram or family members, those kind of things of stepping into this world.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I've had any backlash from... I still don't, honestly, still don't think my parents know what it is that I do. They're like, how do you even make a living? Like, what do you even do? So, um, I think they're they're just they're supportive and they're proud, but they're just like, I don't know how you survive. So, um, so it's been more from like, um, it's been quite interesting, actually. Like, I, I when I went on this journey, I, I guess you could call it like a spiritual journey, started working on myself, doing some personal development stuff, and then tapping into sexuality and exploring that and being more vocal about it i noticed that some friends from high school and university started to distance themselves from me and i lost a bit of like a friendship with a few people um Mm -hmm. just because they were on a different path and that's not necessarily what they wanted to to talk about you know i couldn't just Mm -hmm. go with my mates to the pub and say oh so how's you know your ejaculations going and guys would be like what the fuck is this dude on so um so i did see a bit of distancing happening and not so much of a backlash um every now and again i get like a um a hater if you want to call them that on on social media and they'll say some mm. bullshit and I'll just be like yep cool sweet as um but it's I've noticed now and funny that you asked me this is because I just had a message from a from a friend in high school um who I haven't spoken to I graduated high school 10 years ago I haven't spoken to him for 10 years and he sent me a message just out of the blue on Facebook saying Hey, just watched a, or just listened to a recent podcast that you were on, and just wanted to say I've been following you, you know, and um, really you know, like and am interested in the stuff that you're posting. Just keep it up, like you know. And I, this guy hasn't commented or liked or engaged with any of the content I've mm. put up for the last ten years, um, but it's obviously still impacting him in some way. It's he's still still kind of listening to it or watching it. So, um, and I've kind of noticed that a couple of a couple of friends who have distanced themselves a long time ago now I guess now they're ready to to, to tap into that stuff or well, they don't really know anyone else to talk to I don't really know you know who to turn to if they're having some type of sexuality related issue um, and because I'm just kind of in their field they reach out and they say hey man I just wanted to let you know that um, I'm, I have a question and, and I don't really know who else to ask so yeah it's been mm-hmm. quite interesting I think um, to kind of see that happening these people maybe distancing themselves and not resonating with the work and then when when things kind of start to bubble up for them they're like who do i who do i really turn to so so i kind of i kind of try and be as um as open as possible and and reach that kind of mainstream audience and recognize that maybe even they're not if not contributing to the likes and the comments and the engagement they're still you know Mm -hmm. receiving some of that information they're still watching and they're still noticing so it's been um quite humbling to kind of realize that
1: amazing and um when you work with men, do you have um, many men feeling confused or like uh, maybe like hitting on you and things like that? And has there been a journey of you becoming comfortable with those sort of things?
2: Um, yeah, it's been like I I speak to my my audience like I know who my audience is, which is um, you know, which my demographic I suppose, which is like uh, cisgender heterosexual white men. Like that's that's mm-hmm. who I predominantly try and speak to. And so um, and so I have had like the odd um like I, I get sent you know a dick pic every now and again or i get sent like a pretty inappropriate message um you know from from men more often but on a very rare occasion from a woman as well um mm-hmm. and so it's it's been interesting to kind of like traverse that i don't think i get it as much as um as some other people in this kind of area of of sexuality uh and i i think maybe it's because i i don't i i tend to be quite educational in the content that i put up not necessarily yeah. very provocative or um or like i don't i don't put myself out there in, in a very central sexual way i kind of just put myself mm. out there in a very factual this is kind of like how it is data driven type of way so um mm. so i think because of that image that i've kind of cultivated for myself i don't get as much as i know uh who i've I've spoken to other people in the industry who do receive those kind of inappropriate messages mm-hmm. um yeah
1: yeah nice um yeah because i just have this experience of when people start talking about sexuality a lot of times that you know men that i've spoke to that want to step into this world have a fear of like the um, male sexuality and that kind of uh, predatorial energy i guess and you know i think that goes across the board for men and for women to come into contact with that energy and so i you know i was curious if you've had any experiences helping men um maybe with that predatory energy inside of themselves or whether they men coming into contact with that energy.
2: Mm, Yeah. The without fail, every time I do a men's workshop and I, and I talk to men about fears around sexuality and anxieties and concerns around sexuality. One of the things that pops up is the fear of being the predator or the fear of being the violator or the fear of, of Mm -hmm. crossing a boundary and, and, and hurting someone. Um, whether they have done that in their life or not it's just a very general um you know communal fear for a, for a lot of men um and to answer your question um yes and no i i suppose like i've i i work with with guys around sexuality and feeling comfortable tapping into their sexual self and and feeling comfortable expressing their sexuality so in a sense like giving them a framework for 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 engaging with their, their sexual energy. And then for then, I guess, like uh, portraying that out into the world. So giving them another, an alternative way of of showing up sexually um, with their partner or at the bar or just in their life in general, because the, the, I mean, and this I've resonate with this and I'm, um, I've spoken to a lot of men that kind of feel the same way is like the, the mainstream way for men to show up sexually in the world is, is that creepy guy who's interested in sex and maybe is, you know, overtly sexual. And that's kind of the only the only framework that a lot of men have for showing up sexually is, is mm. to be that kind of overtly creepy predatory guy. And they're not really, you know, they know that that's wrong and they, they know that they don't want to do that, but then they're not given an alternative way or no one's really showing them how to show up sexually. So um, so that's kind of where I see a bit of my work is, is giving guys like an alternative way to feel comfortable with their sexuality, but then also to to convey that and express that in in a healthy way without without feeling shameful about it, but without being you know without, without being shamed that, that they're a sexual man. Like we're all sexual beings, and and um and the, you know I've noticed there's there's a lot of work around um and a lot of work available for women to feel comfortable tapping into their sexuality, uh, but in terms of guys tapping into their sexuality, there's there's still a lot of work to to be done there. So um, so yeah, there is. Yeah, there is a bit of confusion with guys wanting to know like how they should show up in the bedroom and um or even outside of the bedroom just in in terms of like being a sexual man um how that how that looks like and 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 Mm. where they can go with it
1: amazing and so if if you were a man that was wanting to step into this work and obviously you've spent a lot of time in this industry you've seen a lot of different people and the way they do things um What do you think it takes for to be a man? Because I'm just wondering. Though I can feel there's like a lot of men in the world that do have do feel a bit tender around their sexuality still. Maybe aren't super expressive or worry about being the predator or feel like they haven't done enough work. What is your opinion on them stepping into this industry? Like, um, do you think there's they need to be super comfortable in their own sexuality before they work in this space, or is it an ever-evolving process?
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit of both, like column A and column B. There, it is an ever, it is an ever going uh, on process. Like, I'm still learning. I, I, you know, I'm I'm not super well versed or or tapped into like the LGBTQI community. So, um, so like that's still a massive learning for me. And and the more I engage with that community, the more I learn about my own sexuality, and, and the more mm-hmm. I open up, um, uh, in terms of my sexual expression. Uh, and so it's, so, to like answer that part of the question, yeah, it's always you're always learning. You're always understanding and you're always developing more awareness around your sexuality but you also need to start from a place of feeling pretty comfortable in your sexual self like if you're not able to express if you're not able to to um like especially for 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 men um and i i I don't want to you know tread on anyone's toes but i know some men that have that are in the industry or or are coming into the industry that have maybe um you know and they're coming in as like men sex coaches um or just sex coaches in general and they're they you know, they, they haven't done a lot of work i suppose like they they've read a couple of books and maybe they've you've know, done a little bit of workshop stuff and they but they haven't really done like a full program or course or or anything in in sex coaching specifically and how to work with specific um ailments or function issues or Mm -hmm. you know trauma or whatever it might be and so they're coming in and they're um i don't know to to put it to put it harshly maybe doing more harm than good for some of their clients um and Mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to have some some training and to have some experience and to have you know one of the most important things is to have someone who can supervise you so have someone that you know is mentoring you that you can check in with and debrief with and ask questions about who's maybe been in the industry for a long period of time mm-hmm. so that's you know and i have seen that that happen particularly around um particularly on men that are stepping into the industry you know without a lot of training then starting to work with women and you know they're not these guys maybe haven't cultivated in themselves like a really um safe energy i'll say um and they haven't you know, um, haven't done enough of the work to, to, uh, to, I suppose, disconnect or, or, um, distance themselves from that, like lusting energy, um, or that lusting Mm. kind of feeling towards their, towards their female clients. And so we end up, you know, seeing maybe some, some trauma kind of repeating itself in these, in these sessions and these dynamics. Um, and I've just, I, i've done a i've done a podcast with someone um who talked all about that so um that's a that's a whole nother conversation to go down mm-hmm. but um but to answer your question like yeah there's it's, it's re- important to do training and important to do work um to a certain level to a certain standard before you start working with other people around sexuality because it's a fucking huge can of worms for a lot of people like there's a lot of stuff that can come up and if you're not able to handle that not only in yourself um then mm-hmm. then you you don't stand a chance working with it with someone else
1: And, you know, from my experience, like I've been working with, you know, a lot more public figures and leaders and people that are really much in their power now. And even, you know, these people have so much, um, you know, layers of pieces around sexuality. So it's almost like, you know, you can have, you can be expansive with money and family and relationships in lots of ways, but still around sex can be still quite um, tender. I think people um take that for granted and have uh expectations and assumptions when they meet somebody that's in their power, so I think that's really important to speak to as well. also really liked what you shared about um kind of creating that separation between uh your lust and your sexual energy and I think that's so powerful in the in the space of sexuality um, therapy coaching, whatever we want to call that um and i mean i i speak a lot about like the transpersonal and the personal and being able to be you know the medicine for people by by just being in your body and by just breathing um and i wondered if you wanted to share a little bit about you know what that maybe what that journey has been like for you or other men in your in your space of distancing from the, the lust in the way that you shared it
2: yeah so we can like if we if we think about it therapeutically or from the the talk therapy kind of standpoint it's it's transference and counter-transference right it's mm. it's this idea of like when When you're stepping into uh that that almost like power dynamic therapeutic sharing and Mm -hmm. um and someone's someone's expressing their their sexuality or expressing their eros or expressing their sexual self they can project that onto you and and vice versa you can you can end up you know if you're not aware of it projecting it onto them um and and that's a whole conversation in and of itself um but to to kind of put it in layman's terms what what i see um is is in the, in the male, like man-woman, male-female dynamic where it's a male practitioner and a female client, I see men, and I also see this in relationships as well, um, I see men not being able to hold women or hold that container for a woman to erotically express or to bring up her sexual energy um, without engaging in it. So I see mm. a lot of guys like as, uh, as soon as a woman starts expressing her sexuality and starts um, expressing erotically, they feel that that's a or maybe they don't even notice but they they feel at some level that's an invitation to engage with that sexuality to engage with that that sexual expression um and we can kind of you know i can you know i could list names but i can kind of think of and i'm sure people listening can think of uh you know higher up you know guru style men in the sexuality field who have you know exploited that and um who have uh and who have then been um accused of and and A lot of them convicted of of you know sexual abuse and and you know uh exploiting and and uh using that power dynamic and and that whole situation of of holding a woman um when she's erotically expressing to to engage with it so and i see that happening in in um in relationships as well and it's a part of it is like because because the the narrative around men for sexuality is like and it's pretty vulgar but it's like is is every hole is a goal and and mm. this idea that you know men are lucky if they if they have an opportunity to, to have sex with a woman um and and that they should be uh, and that the more the more uh their masculinity is determined by how many women that they sleep with so there's you know there's a lot of conditioning around men to engage with a woman when she's expressing sexually or when she's expressing any sexual interest mm-hmm. because it's 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 conditioned, It's encouraged. It's promoted by our mainstream narrative of, of masculinity and the way that masculinity intersects with sexuality. Um, so, so unfortunately, I see some of that playing out. Whether it's to that extent or not, I definitely see some of that dynamic or that paradigm yeah. playing out with with male coaches, um, particularly with female clients.
1: Yeah, amazing. Mm. So it's, it's almost just like the, the layers of conditioning that we have to let go of to be able to step into a space where, you know, sexual energy can kind of run through the body rather than being um, pushed outwards, basically. And I, and I speak to this a little time where people like, you know, people in our society don't feel comfortable to even walk down the street and feel their erotic energy to be um, like moving their body. We're constantly shutting it down, which then obviously impacts how, how we show up in our sex life. And I, don't, and I think the, you know, the impact of that as well is how um, it, it actually impacts our, you know, our wealth, our abundance, our careers, um, our home lives, and every aspect of our life I've seen people have um, change and transformation um, by coming into this work. So I would actually love to ask you about like your personal um, transformation and growth by just learning about sexuality and understanding sexuality. Is there anything big that's changed in your world since you've discovered this?
2: yeah totally and and you kind of touched on it as well, which is like containing or circling or or holding your own sexual energy in your in yourself and and so like to to like also speak into your previous question and this one now is sublimation so you know if mm-hmm. if a if a man is wanting to work in this field and particularly if he's wanting to work with female clients um if he's heterosexual or whatever, then he needs to learn how to sublimate and that that's you know that's a at least in in my eyes and in my opinion uh uh like an initiation into the sexuality work an initiation into into or a rite of passage passage i suppose for for men and their sexuality is like learning how to sublimate and getting a transmission from a teacher about how to sublimate and, and going through that process so that's been the game changer for me is like learning first like what that is what transmutation and sublimation is um how mm-hmm. to work with your sexual energy you know not only on a physical level but on a on an energetic level as well um and and you know kind of referring back to what you were saying is learning how to contain that within yourself and not let mm-hmm. it like the, the the terminology i often use is like not letting it leak out or not letting it come out in and in, you know squirt out to the side if you're trying to put this kind of lid on it um so so that's that's kind of the the thing that that changed the game for me in terms of working with um other people and particularly men around sexuality is like teaching them how to how to contain their energy and teaching them how to like you know um feel comfortable and circulate and and um and move sexual energy through their own body without having to uh externalize it to to the people that are around them um and just feeling comfortable kind of being being in that space so that's that's yeah i suppose the the one major major thing but there's a whole host of other things as well
1: amazing and a little bit about your own personal transformation since working in the realms of sexuality
2: yeah um in terms of my own transformations i suppose like the um the big things that kind of stand out to me is is like feeling feeling comfortable with like my body was a big one um so you know, as for for many many men that i've worked with it has been an issue for them around like the size of their cock the size of their penis um mm-hmm. whether they're like whether they have the ideal like masculine body type whether they're this big strong dudes or if they're like maybe they're holding a bit of extra weight or they're a little bit skinny so it's like getting comfortable being in the skin that they're in being in the body that they're in bit of like body positivity i suppose is like really understanding mm-hmm. that regardless of what your body looks like or how it functions it can still experience pleasure um so that's mm-hmm. like you know the the framework for my practice is pleasure positivity um and so it's like well you know regardless of whether you've got an erection or not you can still experience pleasure regardless of how big your cock is you can still experience pleasure let's focus on mm-hmm. that let's focus on this gift of pleasure that you've been given from being in this being in this meat sack that you're kind of floating around in so um so that's been a huge part of my journey is like overcoming those sort of things and i was you know that comes from a, a whole history of maybe being teased for my weight or my lack of muscle or whatever it might be um and then the other one was like getting out of this like really linear way of expressing myself sexually as well as a Mm -hmm. as a um as a man uh i was you know always concerned about erection and ejaculation and penetration and um you know and and my partner's orgasm that i was just so like i I had blinkers on and i was i was like you know i've got to you know, i gotta do like you know, five minutes of foreplay then i go straight for penetration then i gotta be you know, i gotta thrust and pump like a like a machine like a piston for, <laughs> for, for, for 20 minutes uh and then i gotta to ejaculate to get the money shot and you know i was very much just basing my my sexual experience off off you know mainstream media not only mainstream porn but just mainstream hollywood movies and tv shows like that's how sex is portrayed often um and so doing this work um and I I still learn this, as I mentioned, you know, I'm I'm speaking to a lot of people in the the queer community and they're helping me understand there's so much more to sexual experiences and, and, you know, now that there's, you know, uh, I suppose more awareness around kink and BDSM and, and, you know, Shabari and all these other ways of expressing erotically and sexually, like there's such an ocean of things to explore and that like, you know, porn porn sex is like this drop in the ocean of all these things that you can experience pleasure. Like sometimes it can be great. And if that's what you want to explore, fantastic. But if that's the only thing you're doing sexually, it gets boring pretty quickly. And there's, there's so much more to explore. So that was a huge thing for me. It was like, well, I can be sexual and still have sex without an erection, for example, or without ejaculating. You know, that's some light bulb things for a lot of guys that I work with. Um, the first thing I'll say to them is, you know, when, when was the last time you, you had sex or you masturbated and you didn't ejaculate? You know, you chose not to ejaculate. For most of the guys that, you know, I asked that question to, the answer is, well, what the fuck are you <laughs> like Like, the reason why I have sex, the reason why I masturbate is to ejaculate. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Mm. So how about we take ejaculation off the table? What else is there? You know, what else can you explore? Mm. What other pleasure can you notice in your body and your partner's body if you take that goal off the table? Um, so it's like changing that narrative around being, just being goal-oriented with sex, you know. The goal was to get an erection. The goal was to penetrate. Then the goal was to ejaculate. It's like, well, fuck, take those off the table. What what else is what else is left? You know, and there's and there's shitloads left. So, um, yeah. so that was a huge learning experience for me and, and for my partner as well. Because women have those stories. You know, if they're heterosexual women, um, they've got the same stories around what men are supposed to look like when they're being sexual. Right? They're mm. they're they're getting the same education. They're getting the same narrative from porn and mainstream movies. So um, so if a guy yeah, you know, and this has come up in the work that I do as well. Is if a guy starts experimenting with taking ejaculation off the table, for example, and you know he has sex and he doesn't doesn't come, then his female partner might go, "Whoa, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why haven't you come? You know, are you not enjoying yourself? Did you not have a good time? Am I not hot enough? Am I not doing enough to make you come?" Because there's this significance, um, an unspoken significance around ejaculation, for example. Which is a signifier that you know that the guys had a good time, or that that sex is over. A lot of the time, as well, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to once you know once he's finished and he's ejaculated, the sex is kind of you know mm-hmm. null and void after that. It doesn't doesn't continue. So, um, so it's like you know, there's this whole unlearning for women to do around men's sexuality as well, um, not only for for men. So that that's kind of been like some major shifts for me um, personally as well. And then that's also the things that I see. Are really big shifts for for the guys that i work with
1: amazing that was going to kind of lead into my final question which was around what can men do to explore their sexuality further but i really like one i really like what you just said about um taking ejaculation off the table is there anything else that you want to add to that
2: um yeah is to remember that you're not just your cock you're not just your penis <laughs> right You, in fact you you can think of it as like you're just one big penis like your whole body is a penis <laughs> um and and it's like you, you you don't just have uh sensory receptors and nerve endings in in your in your cock you've got nerve endings all, all over your whole body from the from the tips of your toes to the to the crown of your head so um it's my my like invitation and encouragement for men not only when they're making love to their partner but also particularly also when they're self-pleasuring when they're masturbating is like don't just focus on your genitals you know touch the rest mm. of your body Note like and get ex- get exploratory get get playful and and um and experimental with your touch as well you know you've got for most people have two pretty amazing tools on their end of their arms to elicit and and give a whole bunch of different stimulations you know you can slap and and pinch and scratch and thud and pull and push and press and do all these amazing different types of um you know elicit different types of sensations with your hands uh, that you, you you if you're just friction based you know jackhammer style jerking off until you come you just you're limiting your pleasure so so much mm-hmm. um not only to the localization of your genitals but then also to the type of sensation that you're giving yourself so um so that's a huge encouragement that i have for men and just advice in general to everyone is mm-hmm. to explore the rest of your body and to explore with it novel new sensations and new touch you know every single implement or utensil in your kitchen for example can be used to give yourself new sensations so get get funky and and, and fun with you know a wooden spoon or a spatula or, or the blunt end of a knife or something like that you know and and, and notice what you what feels good you know you'll you'll probably find some things that don't feel super great but you i'll guarantee you find some things that feel absolutely amazing so um it's just be be open to that
0: I
1: love that. Thank you. Uh, That is an amazing takeaway to close this interview (laughs) on. So thank you. Get to the cutlery drawer and let's do this. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a really great um, conversation. I've loved everything you've had to share about this. I think it's super powerful. You know, my desire is to see more and more men come into this work and feel safe enough to actually come into this work. And you know i believe that um you know this is an opportunity and where you know with what's going on in the world right now for us to really create this new paradigm and you know this new paradigm of therapy with the somatic and the and the talk and the new therapy where men and women can hold space to actually release trauma and come through and have a um, have better sexual expression to create change in every other area of their life so it's been great to kind of meet you in that that um that shared vision there um, and what we wanted to create in the world so um yeah, I just want to wrap up by saying like, you know, if there are men listening to this that want to learn more about the, um, about these pieces, then, you know, Cam and I would love to share about the extra resources. I've got the Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy coming up for men, which is a sexuality school where men can learn all these pieces. It's a six-month course. And Cam, would you like to share with us about where um, people can get hold of you if they uh, want to contact you?
2: Yeah, totally. My, my main source of contact is my Instagram page, which is at the Cam Fraser and um, I share just heaps of educational content. I guarantee if you click on a post, you'll read something that you didn't know. So um, awesome. yeah, contact me through there, that's the easiest.
1: Fantastic, thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, bye. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to today's ergasmic episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how this landed in your body. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy
1: is now open for August intake. If you feel the pull to become a conscious, integrated sexuality leader, apply through the show notes.